Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. In the southern part. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. We have a lot to cover today, but I'm going to start with the video that I wanted to play yesterday and never got around to it. It's a speech from the European Union, a German member of parliament, uh, AFDS or AFD's uh, alternative for Germany, Martin Hess, speech on immigration. Let's go to that now. He says, Mr. President, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Interior Minister, after listening to your statements on the domestic security situation, an objective outsider, outside observer could have come to only one conclusion. Either you suffer from massive dysfunction in your perception of reality or you are varnishing the situation. What you have presented here as our current security situation has nothing to do with the reality of living in our country. Germany is becoming increasingly insecure and our government is is losing more and more ground to its enemies. That's the irrefutable truth. Every normal thinking person in this country recognizes that too. Why else do you have to pay more and more money for domestic security? Why else would you increase the number of posts and employ more security authorities if Germany is supposedly the safest it's been in 30 years? Mr. Interior Minister, our citizens won't be taken for fools. They recognize these contradictions. You constantly recite the Germany is oh-so-safe fairy tale to the citizens of our country for one reason only. You want to cover up your borderline dilettante uh, political out in domestic security. But let me tell you something. More and more citizens are starting to see through this farce. It won't help to try to persuade our citizens that their subjective sense of insecurity doesn't correspond to the actual situation. It's as if you're trying to say our citizens are only imagining that Germany is becoming more and more insecure, especially now in the days before Christmas. In the Christmas markets across the country, it's pretty obvious to everyone uh, who it is that is actually suffering from a massive perception disorder. Our children will no longer be able to remember a Christmas without terror and heavily armed police officers. And that's exactly the central evidence of your failure. It confirms that the citizens are right. With this budget, you're trying to eliminate security problems that wouldn't exist without your unacceptable failure. In the area of domestic security, if the federal government had made the right decisions, Germany would be much safer today. You've had and still have the opportunity to implement a security policy that leads to maximum protection for our citizens. But it is precisely here, in this central function, undoubtedly the most central task of our government, that you have failed miserably and it has resulted in fatal consequences for the health, freedom, and property of our citizens. We cannot and will never accept this security disaster. The greatest possible security of our citizens must finally be established, and then and there will be no compromises. You must always promote the defense of our constitution and our values here. But do the exact but do the exact opposite when you allow seven million dollars to be distributed to all mosques to promote integration. That includes a Tur- uh, Turkic Islamist Union affairs. For your own security authorities, say that DITIB is involved and therefore should actually be monitored by the intelligence service. So you even finance Islamist and Salafists. The fact is, Mr. Interior Minister, you're giving the Fox permission to watch the Hen House. We won't participate in financing enemies of the state 
enemy, uh, anyone who walks through our republic any day with their wide, eyes wide open will see how plainly bad our security situation is. The Islamic terrorist threat is higher than ever. The rates of migrant and knife crime are rising steadily. Serious sexual offenses such as gang rape are on the rise. Women and children are being pushed onto tracks in front of arriving trains. Hospitals, pools, schools, and unemployment centers can no longer function without security personnel. The attacks against police, the fire brigade, and rescue workers are becoming more and more brutal. Petty criminals run entire city districts tyrannically, storming schools and hospitals. The security authorities confirm and warn about the massive influx of new dangerous clans with war-experienced immigrants. These are war machines, which you have allowed into into our country unhindered with your fatal migration policy. This is a scandal. We'll post the full video up on Bandot Video in this segment, but he lays it out clearly right there. They're demanding more money to fund the very people that are causing the insecurity, all a result of their policies in the first place. It's a cyclical disaster. It's Wednesday, January 4th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Really hit the ground running this morning. I'm already exhausted. So glad you're here with us today. Uh, We have a lot to get into. We're going to make up for the last couple days in phone calls. On Monday, we did the year in review, which meant we played no videos and took no phone calls. That was quite a quite a trip down memory lane we all took together. And then yesterday, we had uh, our great guests, so we weren't able to take as many phone calls as I wanted to anyway. So we're going to make up for that today, taking your phone calls throughout the uh, last two hours, the second and third hour of today's program. But we have a lot of videos to show you. Today as well, lots of stuff to get into, some political machinations taking place that we'll, we'll dip our toe into. We also have some, um, well, just the, just your, your typical nonsense, thoroughly nonsensical. So we'll get into all of it. Let's begin today, as we do every day, with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Wednesday, the 4th of January, 2023. Japan launches official investigation into million of, uh, millions of COVID vaccine deaths. Japan has launched an official investigation into the unprecedented numbers of people dying after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. According to reports, Japanese researchers have been instructed to investigate the mechanism by which experimental mRNA jabs could be causing deaths and severe reactions. Hiroshima University School of Medicine professor Masataka Nagao highlighted how the bodies of vaccinated people he performed autopsies on were abnormally warm with upwards of 100 degree Fahrenheit body temperatures, saying the first concern was that the body temperatures of the corpses were very high when police performed the autopsy, Nagao declared. The body temperatures were unusually high, such as 33 or 34 degrees Celsius. That's 91 to 93 degrees Fahrenheit. In other bodies, Nagao says, temperatures were very high at the time of death. Their body temperatures were above normal temperature, more like over 40 degrees Celsius, which equals 104 degrees Fahrenheit. Graphing the data, Nagao's research team found there were significant changes to the genetic makeup of vaccinated autopsies patients' immune systems. Interesting. 
The research has led Nagao to conclude the vaccine causes immune system abnormalities that promote that prompt inflammation throughout the body, which is likely the cause of the high body temperature at the time of the autopsy. Based on the data and the circumstances alone, it's not possible to conclude that the vaccine was the cause of death, Professor Nagao said, adding, however, it's impossible to say that the vaccine was not the cause. We can only say that it is doubtful, but we believe the vaccination was sufficiently related to the immune abnormalities. Again, you know, throughout the covid pandemic charade uh japan has been really on the ball they were like some of the first to come out with studies showing a mask didn't work they were some of the practically the only country aside from brazil to actually investigate ivermectin and determine that that was a safe and effective really cure for covid so we'll see where this goes but i have the feeling that a nationally ordained you know, Japanese study is not going to be the type of thing that the media will find so easy to cover up as they have in the past. So we eagerly await the conclusion of that study because, you know, just like just like everything, we're we're pretty confident we know what the outcome is going to be. We're we're pretty confident in that. But moving on to some of the political goings on today chaos as u.s house adjourns without choosing a speaker u.s republicans will attempt on wednesday today to break a deadlock with far-right members of their own party over the election of a new leader of the house of representatives a day after the chamber was thrown into disarray by their blocking of favorite kevin mccarthy's bid for the position the california congressman needed a simple majority to be elected as washington's top legislature who provides over the house business and is second in line to the presidency after the vice president but for the first time in the century the house failed to elect a speaker in a nail-biting first three rounds of voting given blanket coverage across u.s television networks rather than celebrating their new control of the house the republican party instead faces a drawn-out fight to elect a speaker that could further deepen internal divisions and put mccarthy's political career on the line oh no oh no oh (laughs) not mccarthy's political career we can't have we can't have that uh internal divisions it's just like no we can't deepen internal divisions. we'll have to come together and submit to the uniparty control of uh, mcconnell and and schumer we have to all bow down to the flaccid weak-kneed cowardly capitulating quizlings and the likes of kevin mccarthy no uh, i'd rather see these uh far-right members stand up against it and we'll show you some speeches from the uh, House floor yesterday. Uh, uh, politics just sucks. Uh, the federal government sucks. Uh, the whole thing sucks. I'm, so- I'm sorry to use language like this so early in the morning, but it's all terrible, and we'll get into it uh, a little bit later. But it is, it is interesting actually seeing House speeches with people in the chairs behind them. What? Every time you see a House speech, it's just some guy at a podium with a bunch of empty chairs behind him and some board chairman just like looking at his watch and just like, all right, you're done. Your time's up. And so boring. Uh, it's like it's weird that it's so rare to actually see somebody on the floor of Congress give a speech and have congressmen around him clapping and like participating in the actions of government. It's, it's almost like we're watching a parliament meeting. It's it's bizarre. It's weird. But we'll get into that a little bit later again. Um, Spoiler alert, it all sucks. Uh, Moving on, feds used Russian election interference fears to gain access to Twitter and influence policy. Two new Twitter file drops were released yesterday. A new batch of Twitter files released on Tuesday shows how Twitter succumbed to the intelligence community. Yeah, 
yeah, they they succumbed to the t- intelligence community. I'm trying to think about how to um, how to phrase this. It's like the uh, it's like the the garbage contracting companies in New Jersey succumbing to the mob. It's like yeah, well, when they're one and the same, it's easy to get your way. The intelligence communities uh, uh, created social media to a large degree, in case you weren't aware of that, and they've been using it to their own ends the entire time it's existed. But throughout the summer of 2017, Twitter has not seen the main player. Uh, Twitter has not was not seen as a main player in the spread of so-called Russian disinformation. This changed in October when the company was being held responsible as quote one of Russia's most potent weapons in effort to promote Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton. I'm sure. Oh, I'm oh, I'm absolutely sure. Uh, it's just it's also stupid. We'll get into the uh, Twitter file drops a little bit later. Matt Taibbi dropped two new threads about the Twitter file showing how the intelligence community used the Russian election interference fears to gain access to Twitter and influence policy. Of course, the Russian influence itself was misinformation and disinformation. So I think I think what's being reported here is that the disinformation from the government was used by the government to police disinformation. Just, oh boy. That's going to be hard to get through a uh, show today without uh, saying things I regret. But uh, let's move on, shall we? Two men charged in connection to attacks on Pierce County substations. Yes, folks, they finally caught the white supremacist terrorists that were doing this, but of course they were meth heads and had no political leanings whatsoever. Two Pallyup man men were arrested Saturday in connections to attacks on four Pierce County power substations over the Christmas holiday. Matthew Greenwood and Jeremy Crahan appeared in court on Tuesday on charges of conspiracy to damage energy facilities. Greenwood also faces a charge of possession of an unregistered firearm. If convicted, the two men could face up to 20 to 30 years in prison. Prosecutors are asking they remain in the federal detention center at SeaTac pending future hearings. The attack cut th- uh, power to thousands, caused at least $3 million in damage, and will take 36 months to repair. According to uh, court documents, the two men broke into four substations and manipulated the high side brakes, causing the damage or causing the outages, but did not steal or cut any wire. They reportedly told law enforcement they cut the power so they could rob a nearby business. That's right, folks. It was essentially meth heads trying to steal something so they caused three million dollars in damage they're now going to jail for 20 to 30 years just the modern state of america folks simultaneously of this sam bankman freed asks a judge not to reveal the names of those who helped secure his bail on security fraud charges yeah he's got he's got a bunch of people working with him and for him to try to keep keep him out of trouble gee i wonder why wonder if it has anything to do with some sort of global conspiracy. Probably not. Don't tell the ADL I said that. Introducing InfoWars, super high-end supplement line at up to 50% off what these same formulas are sold for in stores. It's InfoWars MD, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. We have a new line of super quality CBD oils that are incredibly good for your entire body at InfoWarsStore.com. We have Libido RX, Better Mood, Nitric Boost, Mushroom Max Powerful Nootropic, Ageless Vitality Collagen, Superfood Greens, and more. Our turmeric formula is 95% humanoid, the strongest and best on the market. 
These formulas and more under the InfoWars MD banner or at InfoWarsStore.com. They are private labeled clones of the top brands in the country for up to 50% off where you're going to find them in stores and on other online stores. This is our new InfoWars MD incredible line. Once a tragedy reaches a level of national significance, American citizens should be allowed to basically question that event in any way that they deem fit. The First Amendment is unique in the world. That's what they want to take away, your ability to speak freely. So they're going to go for Mike Lindell next, or are they going to go for Steve Bannon, or are they going to go for Tucker Carlson? I studied the globalists 30 years ago, but on air 28 years, and I knew they were planning all of this, and I warned the public as a modern Paul Revere. But I couldn't have done it without your support. And now, because we've been so successful warning the population of the planet, not just America, we're public enemy number one when it comes to the globalist agenda. That's why it's more important than ever to realize how successful InfoWars has been because of your past support. So I salute you and I thank you. And I ask you now, at the critical juncture of the battle, to redouble your efforts by visiting InfoWarsStore.com and getting amazing products that keep us on air. 1776 is the promo code. The destination is InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you all for your support. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My gonna be you know, I keep hearing different things about the, the rarity of what we're seeing happen on Capitol Hill. A lot of people saying that it's the first time in 100 years that uh, a House Speaker wasn't chosen on the first ballot. But on Fox News yesterday, they were saying that in the 1950s, there was at one point, it took 130-something votes to get a speaker. So there's been three this time. Apparently in the 50s, there was a 130. So, again, I just haven't really looked into it. But apparently this is unprecedented. It's shocking. They say in Inside Paper, for the first time in century, the House failed to elect a speaker in a nail-biting first three rounds of voting given blanket coverage across U.S. television networks. Rather than celebrating their new control of the House, the Republican Party instead faces a drawn-out fight to elect a speaker that could, infer- that could further deepen internal divisions and put McCarthy's critical uh, political career on the line. You know, I didn't, I didn't pull it in today, but I'll, maybe I'll just go and download it right now and uh, we'll, we'll play it this segment if we can, but – uh, you know, people are posting the speech that old Kevin McCarthy gave on January 7th of 2021. That is the speech that he gave where he blamed Donald Trump for the riot, uh, condemned him, uh, called uh, President Biden the president-elect in an effort to uh, prevent, you know, the, the people of this country from actually standing up against the stolen election that we were all subjected to in 2020. So it's it's very curious, it's very bizarre that people like Donald Trump himself are fighting so hard for Kevin McCarthy. I got to be honest, it's not the state of the Republican Party that I'm losing faith in. It's Donald Trump that I'm losing faith in. I mean, this guy, Kevin McCarthy, did absolutely nothing to help him while he was in the presidency. He has been a continuous thorn in the side of the 
MAGA agenda. And on January 7th, 2021, he basically threw Trump under the bus. He was best friends with Liz Cheney. Like, I don't understand how this guy even got to the position of the top of the ticket. But his career should be destroyed. He destroyed it. It should be allowed to crumble and die like it deserves. So I don't, I don't really get what the big issue is here. The 57-year-old Kevin McCarthy needed only 218 votes in the lower chamber, which flipped to a narrow 20, uh, 222 to 212 Republican majority after last year's midterm elections. It's also strange because unless I'm wrong, if they just had a couple of Democrats – jump over and you know work with Kevin McCarthy and vote for Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House, then he would be over the top and they would have a, a moderate Republican to work with. Why they're not doing that is sort of bizarre to me. They'll be voting again today at midday until somebody emerges with a majority, but it's not out of the question that a new candidate who's not been a part of the process could come out, uh, come to the fore. McCarthy has long coveted the role, having withdrawn from the race in 2015 amid a number of blunders and a right-wing revolt. But here's the thing that frustrates me. Even the people that the media and even their fellow politicians call far-right, their positions are still very lukewarm. We'll go to this speech by Jim Jordan's fiery House floor speech. And I don't, I don't know. I really don't even know how to express it. It's like we're so demoralized and dejected. And we're just like we on the right are just so used to just absolute failure, just absolutely losing everything that it's like we, we're over the moon when somebody is just promises to not surrender immediately. You'll see what I mean. Uh, let's go now to uh, Jim Jordan's uh, fiery house speech floor. And uh, again, this is a, a rarity here. It's. A case of a congressman actually giving a speech with other congressmen in the vicinity. It's a very strange thing to observe for American politics because everything is a, it's just play acting now. It's not actually – you don't actually go to the floor to debate and listen to other speakers and come to some sort of conclusion and work with each other. You just decide things in the back rooms. You do as your uh, deep state you know, spy handler tells you to vote and then you uh, go out and give a speech that was written for you by somebody else and you post it on social media to act like you're a champion and that's the way things typically go so here we have a very you know interesting occurrence of a congressman actually giving a speech to other congressmen Uh, let's watch that now here's jim jordan yesterday i think we have three objectives this congress three fundamental things we have to get done in the 118th congress first pass the bills that fix the problems in two years' time, we have, went, we, we have a border that is no longer a border. We have a military that can't meet its recruitment goals. We have bad energy policy, bad education policy, record spending, record inflation, record debt, and a government that has been weaponized against we the people, against the very people we represent. So we, we need to pass legislation to address all that. And I hope my Democrat colleagues will join me. I really do. But I have my doubts. And if they don't, and if Chuck Schumer says, no, we're not going to take up that legislation that we pass, and if Joe Biden won't sign it, so be it. They'll have to, they'll have to answer to the people in 2024. Second, second, we can never, ever let a bill 
like the one that passed 12 days ago, $1.7 trillion spent. We can never, ever let that kind of legislation pass again. We have, to, we have to pass a budget that makes sense, that's good common sense, then do the 12 appropriation bills that, that, are, that recognize it's the people's money, not ours, and send it to the Senate, and then stand firm on that legislation. And again, if they won't take it up, and Joe Biden won't sign it, we can stand firm on a CR or something. We can have that fight, but we are not going to have what took place a week and a half ago ever happen again. And then finally, third, and this is important. We got to do the oversight, well, the do House the investigations. We have to do the oversight and the investigations that need to be done. This idea that bureaucrats who never put their name on a ballot but think they run the country, who have assaulted our constituents' First Amendment liberties, they need to be held accountable. That has to happen. We need to do it. We love the, the the just your basic thing. Like what? What? It's great. No, it's great. No, I love it. No, it's wonderful. No, Jim Jordan is. Uh, no, he's right. We got to pass bills, uh, even though the Senate and Joe Biden won't sign it. That then nothing will happen. We still still got to pass the bills. And uh, secondly, we got to pass the bills. We got to pass some more bills. And third, oh, we got to pass the bills. I mean, we got to we got to pass the bills. We got to do the investigations. Like what? It, I, I don't know. Am I asking too much? Is it too much to say we've done the investigations, we must destroy the deep state? Is it too much to say we will turn the weapons that the Democrats have forged against them and destroy their ability to oppress the American people any further? It's, I don't know. It's like this is the far right to them. The far right that's just like, we will play the game and, and lose, but we'll make them work for it. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now launching the most powerful supplements in the history of InfoWars under a new brand name, InfoWars Platinum. Now, all three of these revolutionary products you see in front of you are already number one bestsellers in the market for the last few years because they work so well. We've gone right to the manufacturer who are listeners, the owners of Fan, and they've given us this huge deal off of retail, 40% off what these products are found for under other names and, and, and not just other one name they sell these under three or four other brands that other major distributors and suppliers have put out the difference is we have it for 40 percent off what it is in stores we're talking about pain md we're talking about hgh max boost we're talking about 1776 testosterone boost these things are incredible i would suggest you take half a dose or less when you first do and consult your health care provider because they're so powerful get them at infowarsstore.com Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. I don't know, maybe I just uh, expect too much from the far right. Again, I like Jim Jordan. I think he'd be a better Speaker of the House than Kevin McCarthy. But it's still just, it's like, 
it's just typical. It's just typical that you have the left wing who – and Jim Jordan mentions it. He says you know, they've weaponized politics against the American people, and that's true. But it's like the, the response to that is not – so we need, to, we need to pass the bills that they'll strike down in the Senate. Wow, great. No, it's great. It's great. Like we, we need to make sure that $1.7 trillion bill never never happens again. It's like literally happened 12 days ago. <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally less than two weeks ago that you people did this. And now you're saying uh, never again. Uh, very brave. I, I don't know. I just would like I – would, I would just like somebody to express the true – like precipice that we're teetering on the democratic party impaneled the january 6th committee to hold a show trial in front of the whole nation where they are not just trying to imprison the former president just totally objectionable complete destruction of our system if this type of tit for tat and it's not even tit for it's just 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 tits there's nothing but tits <laughs> that's all it is there's no tat. A tit for tat would be they launch a committee, the Republicans launch a committee. The Democrats try to arrest a former president, the Republicans try to arrest a former president. Instead, it's they launch a committee to get all of your information and uh, subpoena your phone records and listen to your phone calls and force you to testify and then chop up your testimony into just the most incriminating part and present that on national television and the Republicans uh, complain about it. And then they try to impeach the president twice. They launch investigation after investigation. They stick the FBI on him. They stick the CIA on him. They stick the NSA on him. They open the border. They flood the the country with fentanyl. They allow their mobs to run riot for 12 months and then turn one out-of-control protest into a crisis. That's the second Pearl Harbor, the second 9-11, something that needs – uh, whole new uh, divisions of homeland security founded and the republican response is to uh say hey stop that hey you guys that's not cool stop it so it's just it's infuriating to know that the democrats know exactly what they're doing they know exactly how aggressive they're being they know exactly uh, how much damage they're doing to the fabric of this country they're fine with it they understand they're in power they will use that power in inordinate ways to destroy the opposition and the opposition in response wags their finger and says well we're gonna pass better bills than that it's just annoying this is the far right in our country this is the far right the moderate left are the ones who are you know, holding the show trials and imprisoning their political enemies for two years without a trial and putting them in uh, solitary confinement and then telling the jail guards that they're white supremacists and it's okay to abuse them. And then the media is collaborating with them to, you know, shut down any reporting on that. And I mean, it's just, there, is it any wonder? Is it any wonder we're losing so badly when we can't even recognize the attack against us? How are we ever supposed to respond to it? And if our response is we're going to pass bills that we know the Senate is just going to block and that Biden's never going to sign. And so we're just literally his his big rousing fiery speech was we are going to obstruct. And if they are mad at that, we'll obstruct even more. And it's just like, OK, well, great. You know what they're you know what they're going to do when you obstruct? They're going to do it through executive fiat and they're just going to do it anyway. 
You know what's going to happen when you try to stand up against them? They're going to use the deep state bureaucracies to spy on you, blackmail you, and force you into submission. And then they'll assassinate you if that doesn't work, and then the media won't even report on it. So where's the aggressiveness? Where's the appropriate response? Where's the equal and opposite aggression against them? I just don't see it, and it's infuriating to me. It's like he kind of gets it. You know, he talks about the unelected bureaucrats whose names have never been on the ballot but still think they deserve to run the country. That was his word. That was his, you know, that was at least a, a facsimile of his quote there. But what are you going to do about it? What are you possibly going to do? Will you even talk about it in the strident and, uh, you know, aggressive terms that it deserves? Or is it just these these darn bureaucrats? We'll get them. Don't worry. Is there was there a single uh, positive reaction to this? Are you do we have the video from uh, seventh? All right. So we're going to go to this again. Th- this is just the utterly bizarre thing. Here's what Donald Trump said about 21 minutes ago on Truth. Donald Trump said some really good conversations took place last night, and it's now time for all of our great Republican House members to vote for Kevin, close the deal, take the victory, and watch k- crazy Nancy Pelosi fly back home to a very broken California, the only speaker in U.S. history to have lost the House twice. Republicans, do not turn a great triumph into a great embarrassing defeat. It's time to celebrate. You deserve it. Kevin McCarthy will do a good job and maybe even a great job. Just watch. I'll tell you what, Donald Trump, idiot. Why don't you watch what Kevin McCarthy said about you the day after they framed you for insurrection and treason? Shall we? Let's watch. A vote to impeach would further divide this nation. A vote to impeach will further fan the flames of partisan division. Most Americans want neither inaction nor retribution. They want durable, bipartisan justice. Do we? Is that, that what we want? path is still available, but is not the path we are on today. That doesn't mean the president is free from fault. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. He should have immediately denounced the mob when he saw what was unfolding. Oh, kind of like he did? These facts kind of like he actually did that? immediate action by President Trump. Accept his share of responsibility. Accept his share well, of responsibility. the brewing unrest. And ensure President-elect Biden is able to successfully begin his term. And the president's immediate action also deserves congressional action. Which is why I think a fact-finding commission and a censure resolution would be prudent. Unfortunately, that is not where we are today. Oh, very staid. Very respectable. We want bipartisan healing. Meanwhile, the Democrats are at that time in the back room going, boy, do we have them over the fire now. Boy, are we about to roast these idiots. We're about to send all their supporters to prison. We're about to launch investigation after investigation against every single one of them. They went after McCarthy. They still, if you search McCarthy's name on on Twitter or anywhere else, 90% 90% of them are left-wingers going, you're just, you're just scared of going to jail, McCarthy. You're going to go to jail, and we're going to send you there, and you're going to rot in prison. This is the type of leadership that we get from the Republican Party, trying to shake hands with jackals, trying to uh, you know, find compromise with people who are out for your blood. It's, it's just – it's not enough. Jim Jordan's not enough. Kevin McCarthy's not enough. Donald Trump is not enough. We need backbone in our – Republicans. I mean, it really is as simple as that.
we need them to recognize that it's not just about uh, providing the oversight that we need. It's about dissolving these spy agencies into a thousand pieces and then melting those a thousand pieces down and making a monument to their destruction. It, it, it needs to be these people rotting in jail for the rest of their lives for the treasonous activities they have engaged in. Because again, it's not, well, they did this and got punished and we did it and, and didn't get punished and that's kind of uneven. It's they are going after the constitution itself with everything they've got and we're doing nothing about it. We are simply trying to express our outrage about a stolen election and we get thrown into jail and called terrorists and have the DHS lost disinformation boards. I mean, they spent the entirety of uh, last year, 2022, burning 100 churches to the ground and Nancy Pelosi, the former Speaker of the House, didn't even condemn it. Didn't even say it was a bad thing. When she was asked about it, she said, well, people are very fired up about this and they're very mad. And the GOP is trying to attack women's bodies. So you can't blame people for being angry. That's the difference between Republicans and Democrats. Democrats, they might not have brains, but they sure as hell have horns. Republicans have neither. Republicans have, they're they're a puddle. They're goo. They're just nothing. It's, it's hopeless. It's absolutely hopeless. In the federal end of things. Maybe we'll come back on the other side and give people some hope. The hope, by the way, is in destroying There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. Infowars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that Infowars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding, and we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent, but every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally nonviolently, politically, punching the new world order in the nose, punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the new world order. We're going over the top, but right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. I'm pointing my finger at you, and I'm also pointing it right back at myself. You forget to take your multivitamins. You forget to take your vitamin D3. You forget to take your Brain Force Plus. You forget to take DNA Force Plus. You forget to take DX3. And you know it makes your life better. And you know it makes you healthier. And you constantly forget. And when you remember to do it, you're a lot healthier. This stuff will blow you away. Plus, it funds our operation. We've got the biggest sale of the year going right now at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and use promo code 1776 to get up to 60% off on these best-selling products. The lowest deal is 40%. Most of the sales are 60 or 50% when you use promo code 1776. There's too many products to tell you about them all. They're all kick-ass. They keep us on the air. Please continue to support, and I love you, and I thank you. 1776 at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Federal government are doing everything they can to destroy the Texas economy. As it stands right now, Texas has the ninth largest economy in the world. 
But every day, Texans are feeling the effects of these failed federal policies with runaway inflation, high gas prices, high food prices, and more and more Texans are slipping underwater. Imagine your tax dollars staying right here in Texas instead of being sent to Washington, D.C. to be spent on wasteful programs that you didn't vote for and that you don't want. Instead, Texans can make a choice to govern themselves and no longer be subjected to the two and a half million unelected bureaucrats that are taking food off of your family's table. That said, Texas can be a self-governing independent nation and the only way out is out. The mainstream media would have you believe that no one supports Texas becoming its own self-governing independent nation. But let me tell you something, that is an absolute lie. In fact, this summer alone, SurveyUSA released a poll that showed that 66% of likely Texas voters would vote yes if given Texas as an option on a ballot. But, you know, it's understandable why. Because ask yourself this question. If Texas was already a self-governing independent nation among nations, we had our own border policies and our own immigration policies. We could set our own monetary policies and taxation policies. We had our own military and we had our own embassies and passports. Everything that 200 other self-governing independent nations around the world has. And instead of talking about leaving the union, we were talking about whether or not we would join. Ask yourself this. Knowing everything you know about the federal government, today, would you vote to join the union? And if you wouldn't vote to join the union, then why in the world would you ever vote to stay? There is uh, Daniel Miller of the Texas Nationalist Movement. He started off this year strong by making these little TikTok videos. I think make a great argument. And it's, it's really just the most frustrating thing about watching the federal government work is understanding that this is just a roadblock. They're the source of so many problems, the source and, and like sole proprietors of so many major issues that this country faces. But they're just a roadblock in the way of dealing with the other massive issues that we have on a global scale. Just, you know, AI, the threat of AI is AI continues to accelerate in power and there's absolutely no governmental or just, you know, wide ranging controls to, to keep it you know, serving humanity rather than turning humanity to serve it. Like the from from AI to just the the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, global government takeover that's going on. All of these major issues that we have to deal with aren't being dealt with because we're having to deal with all the other issues created by the federal government. And if we could just get rid of it, if we could just not have that in the way, then maybe we could deal with all these other problems. Maybe we could deal with the expansionist expansionist uh, Chinese government and the way that they are colonizing Africa and the Middle East as we speak. Maybe we could deal with the Belt and Road Initiative. Maybe we could deal with the you know International Monetary Fund and the Bank of International Settlements and the you know endless warfare being waged for no discernible purpose across the world. Like all of these issues could be dealt with if we could just get over the little speed hump of the federal government first. That's my opinion, at least, and it's just it's just one of the only one of the few things that actually gives me hope in these modern days is the idea that maybe we could just have a clean break. Maybe instead of trying to untangle the Gordian knot, we could just take a sword to it, slice it in half, and be done with it and move on to conquer the world like Alexander. Like maybe we could just do that instead of having to endlessly squabble over, you know, 
how badly we're going to be screwed in the next session of Congress. It's not, it's not a question of whether we'll be screwed or not. It's just a question of, uh, you know, whether they'll, they'll take us out to dinner before they take us out back. Unbelievably infuriating, all of this nonsense. Uh, I, that's about where I'm going to leave it in terms of the, the political aspects. We have a whole hell of a lot of other things to get into, including the newest uh, Twitter file releases, some COVID updates. We'll t- check in on uh, Damar Hamlin, see what – We've been able to glean in the last 24 hours about that and lots of videos to show you as well. I do want to remind you to go now to InfoWarsStore.com. Again, just like Congress, in the media, you've got these these groups they call far right, far right, and they're just the most lukewarm, pathetic squids. Like they're just nothing. They're just – one, one step beyond what was uh, a hardcore far-left Democrat 10 years ago. So if you like actually having people who seem to actually recognize and treat the threat that we're up against with the appropriate fury <laughs> that's going to be required to actually deal with this, again, it's just – It's just weird, man. It's just, it really is just bizarre. It really is like we're being held hostage or like there's there's somebody with a with a gun breaking into our house to kill us and the person that's supposed to protect us has like a like a water gun and they're like, "Well, but it'll slow him down." No, but it'll it might he might not like getting wet. He might run away. It's like you understand that when somebody is coming after you to try to destroy you with everything they've got, when they are just rabid, foaming at the mouth, just blood in their eyes, and they're coming for your throat, you have to fight back with everything that you've got. You have to treat the threat with the appropriate aggression it deserves, with an equal and opposite fury that you're dealing with. <laughs> where's, where's the crew get these things? <laughs> I don't understand. Folks... I got to say, you know, everyone that works at InfoWars is uh, is really top-notch, but we've been doing this show for, is it two years now? Time. Time these days. We started in 2020, right? No, no. We started in 2021, right? So we did all 2021 and all 22. So this is our, our two-year anniversary, probably about today. We started December 17th, but remember, I was out of town, so I think my first show was uh, in the in early January, but... Regardless, we've been doing this show for two years, and I think that our crew, out of all the crews here at InfoWars, I like ours the best. <laughs> That's so mean. I shouldn't say that. I actually like all the crews equally, uh, a complete equal amount. But I'm, I, I am very, very proud of what this crew uh, does on a daily basis, has been able to do uh, on this show. We really do have like one of the best-looking shows on TV as far as I'm concerned. We definitely have better graphics than any other media outlet. I mean we put – Daily Wire and CNN to shame with the you know the creativity that our our crew shows and so it's sort of like all the Infowars crews have achieved that level and then the American Journal crew is really taken to the uh, to the next level and I know I appreciate it I hope you appreciate it as well and I hope that you go to InfowarsStore.com to support all of us not just me not just Owen not just Alex but the huge number of people that it takes to keep this operation going and again I I wish. I wish people could see behind the scenes at InfoWars and see just the the sheer amount of 
knowledge and work that it takes to just do a minor changeover, right? Just like the idea of like, well, we're going to broadcast out of this studio instead of this one today. I mean, that it sounds like an easy proposition, but we're not running off OBS here, right? It's not just like clicking a button and everything changes. It's like entire systems have to be reformatted in a matter of minutes, and it's just incredible what they're able to do. So I hope that you can support them by going to InfoWarsStore.com. There's a reason that we are able to have such you know uh, great personnel here, and it's because you know it's one of the rare places that you can offer them a job that's steady with benefits that they can actually feel good about the work that they're doing and feel like they're contributing something that actually has a chance to save the human race from the prison planet anti-human AI hell world that's being lowered around us. So again, I think it's incredibly important that InfoWars be here. If you agree, go to InfoWarsStore.com, keep us on the air, and keep yourself in the best health of your life with our incredible supplements, the new supplements, the old supplements. They're all available, many of them on massive discount at InfoWarsStore.com. And of course, best of all, it is a 360 win. You keep us on the air as well as get a fantastic product. That is the formula that's kept us alive on air and fighting for the last couple decades and will keep us on air into the foreseeable future as long as you help us in this mission and contribute to our cause by going to InfoWarsStore.com. Join us in this crusade, InfoWarsStore.com. When we get back on the other side for the second hour, we're going to open up the phone lines. We're going to show you some more uh, videos, some, some pretty crazy videos, actually. I think I might start the next hour with some maybe just totally out of context wild videos that uh, I've discovered in the last couple of days. Or maybe we'll show a report. Maybe we'll do both. We'll see. We'll play it by ear. But we're also going to, uh, of course, open up the phone lines, take your calls throughout the second hour. We'll be talking about the state of free speech in this country when it comes to the Twitter files, as well as things like the Canadian government now instituting entire new you know, swaths of their government uh, are now going to be focused on patrolling people's social media in order to make sure they're thinking correctly because we are in the end stages folks we are in the final stages of the liberal cancer that is eating out our body politic to death we'll be back stay with us i've taken a lot of supplements over the years since high school and they had great effects and the science has gotten better and better and better over the years And now with all the things we're bombarded with and the water and the food and the feminizing factors, it is more important than ever to use the compounds God gave us to boost our natural male potential. But these products work great for women as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Pain MD. It's the number one national bestseller under another name. We got it discounted for 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com under the label InfoWars Platinum. We've also got HGH Max Boost. Read all about it. Be very safe with it. I take only a fraction of what they say at first and take it before you go to bed at night. Don't do it uh, during the day. 1776 testosterone boost. Totally incredible. Go read about them. Learn more about them at InfoWarsStore.com in the InfoWars Platinum section. And you get 40% off on these already best-selling products under the new name InfoWars Platinum. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I'm not ever going to surrender. I physically can't do it. It's my great. <laughs> you, Klaus Schwab. you. I got plenty of words for you, but at the end of the day, you and your new world order and the horse you rode in on and all your 
And so they know if that spirit begins to, in their words, infect other people, it's game over for them to turn us into robots and play God and give us all these orders and tell us how to live and tell us what to do. You're talking about Oxford and the Oxford Council that has just announced that it's going to break up Oxford into 15-minute communities, call them 15-minute cities, where everything that you, they say you need is within the 15-minute walk or cycle ride of where you live. And that you cannot, um, under this uh, proposal, uh, leave your 15-minute city uh, in a car more than 100 times a year or you find every time you, you do. Now, what is that? That's simply lockdown. It's COVID lockdown, but it's done under the guise of climate change. And so that's what this is really all about, is your ability to have free will that God gave you, and they're trying to take that away. The only thing God's managed to create are organic uh, beings. All these trees and giraffes and humans, they're just organic. But we are now trying to create inorganic entities, inorganic life forms, cyborgs, artificial intelligence, and so forth. If we succeed, and there is a very good chance we will, then very soon we will be beyond. That's why I oppose them, and that's why I fight them. And they act like, oh, they understand the universe and they're bringing balance to it. And no, they like to hurt people. They like to destroy children. They like to steal people's energy. They like to see people in miserable situations because it makes them feel good because they hate themselves. Hundreds of different serial killers and psychopaths. And whether they're black, white, or Hispanic, or Asian, they all look the same and their eyes have the same weird, dead look. And beyond a dead look, they look scared. Not just because they're in a mugshot. They they look like they're captured. Because those aren't people, ladies and gentlemen. That's not a person anymore. There's something in there driving it. Better believe it. And so when you look at the New World Order and Bill Gates and people like Fauci, let me tell you, folks, there is a system of anti-God, anti-human inside that body that's running that body. And that's a biological android with one mission, and that is to humiliate you and cut you off from God before they kill you. Well, Anthony Fauci told our government to tell people don't do autopsies on COVID patients. You cannot find that for which you do not look. I have a post-vaccine nine-year-old on my desk dead and that's all this is is people turning the dial and how do you turn the dial to satanism you kill people you hurt children you molest children you put poison in people that breaks their dna they've now confirmed in more than a hundred studies that this mrna with a spike protein goes into the cells for generations and is passed on to the children and causes mutations they are turning people into mutants it's called the fauci effect we found other coronaviruses in bats, a whole host of them. Some of them looked very similar to SARS. So we sequenced the spike protein, the protein that attaches to cells. Then we, well, I didn't do this work, but my colleagues in China did the work. You create pseudoparticles, you, look, you insert the spike proteins from those viruses, see if they bind to human cells. And each step of this you move closer and closer to this virus could really become pathogenic in people. So we need to turn the dial to the Holy Spirit 
the big broadcast. And obviously, if you've been turning the dial the other way, you're not going to want to turn the dial. It's not going to feel too good to turn the dial towards God. So Christ was saying, get behind me. I got a mission. I'm going someplace. I'm on a path. I'm on a trajectory. I want to get in line with the Holy Spirit and then move to the future. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of American Journal has begun. We'll open up the phone lines now for you to call in. The number to dial is one 789 2539 Phone lines now open here at American Journal, one 789 2539 1-877-789-2539. We'll just uh, start this hour with a couple fun videos, shall we? How fun are they? Well, not very, but we'll j- still have fun with them. I actually want to go to clip number one first. Uh, we'll go to the CIA disguises in just a second. But first, uh, I just thought this was a very, very interesting clip. Apparently, I'm not sure exactly how they did this, but they asked AI to illustrate human evolution. So obviously there's all these new AI tools out there now where you can simply describe something for it to draw and it will come up with an image in whatever style you want. It's pretty amazing technology. I I can't tell if – I guess this is just like that technology super powered, right? So instead of just drawing one image, it's drawing a whole series of them, which creates a sort of animation. But essentially they asked AI to illustrate and to show human evolution – and it's very, very, very interesting how it ends up. So again, this is AI's perception of human evolution. Let's watch clip number one. So you can see it starts off with, uh, with a little monkey turning into a, a proto-humanoid, turning into a human. There you see like sort of the middle-aged style human. And it gets a little uh, more advanced. Now he's holding a phone instead of a sword. Now, oh, now the human has turned into a robot. Now the human is half robot. Now the human is fully robot. Now the robot is losing its dimensions as it folds into the wider. Now it's a, a lizard robot. Now it's a snake robot. Now it's nothing. Now it's just folded into the mainframe. Now it's just fully integrated into the matrix as nothingness. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Pretty incredible. Human evolution, uh, evolution generated by AI going from monkey to man, to civilized man, to android, to ha- you know, half robot, half human, to fully robot, to just dissolving the self into the wider mainframe. Again, I don't th- – and, and how bizarre is it that it, it enters into this demonoid snake lizard monster right before it folds itself into the – you know, dissolve the individual and create a uh, just a mass, just an electronic mass that you're folded into. I gotta say, I don't think this is inevitable. I don't know. Call me, call me crazy. I think this is a consequence of the choices that we're making, and I think that the choice we're making right now is by collective, our collective ignorance, our collective naivety, or 
whatever you want to call it, we are allowing the people that want this future to dictate our future. They – you know from Yuval Noah Harari to Klaus Schwab to Bill Gates and everybody in between, they think this is a good thing. They think this is inevitable. Therefore, they're pushing for it. They think it's like some sort of positive advancement for human beings to be degraded down to a microchip to be folded into some sort of wider AI, you know, collective mass brain organism, uh, you know, super organism, basically, to be an ant in an ant pile. I don't think that's necessary. I don't think it's inevitable. I certainly don't think it's positive. And I don't think it's a coincidence that in that brief moment between still having some physical form and being fully dissolved into the digital mainframe there's that brief explosion of teeth and scales that looks an awful lot like a reptile of some sort again just very bizarre that's that's how ai sees things and of course the people who are running things in the world economic forum people that are pulling the strings behind the curtain are actually in favor of this. They actually think that's a, a good thing. They think that's the ultimate destiny of humanity is to simply be a vessel for our digital ancestors, that we will go away, we'll disappear, and behind us, you know, following behind us will be just the, the, the ones and zeros that are the ultimate culmination of our very existence. I have to disagree with that. I mean, look at that. How bizarre is that? That you go from robot to – and again, I'm, I'm sorry for radio listeners. You've got to go to Bandai Video to check this out. Well, we'll upload it at the end of the show today. But uh, very bizarre, very strange that AI would come up with this. Maybe they shouldn't be in charge. I don't know. Maybe, is it just me? Maybe AI shouldn't be directing things if their vision for the future of humanity is first we transform into robots and then into lizards, and then we just disappear completely as we you know, atrophy into the background. I Seriously, this morning I watched this thing like, like 10 times, just like, what is going on? What is this? It's very creepy, folks. We're very appropriate for the trajectory of humanity as it stands. Of course, we can change that. We choose our trajectory. This is, these are, this is the culmination of the collective decision-making that we are engaged in on an everyday basis. We can change that trajectory. We can alter that path at any time we choose. The problem is that our media and our financial system and our government is directed and organized by the very people that desire that outcome. So I think I know what our solution is. Now let's go to this video, clip number five. It's from a while ago, so you can only imagine how much it's advanced in the 30 years since this video was created. But it's a video about CIA disguises. And as we look at uh, our world that is increasingly untrustworthy, the videos and photos are increasingly fabricated. Let's take a look at how capable the CIA is at making a person another person for their convenience. Let's watch. The 
Aftermath is the culmination of a lot of work that we did at CIA over a period of, I say, 10 years developing that technology. It was a big challenge to come up with something that finally actually animated and worked to really fool a person closer than three, four feet from you. But we did. They learned the art. We actually brought Hollywood back into our labs at one point to look at what we had done. And they were stunned. They're absolutely stunned. Congratulations. The fact that we're allowed to show it tells me the CIA had moved on. I don't know what they're doing. I shouldn't know. I'm dying to know, but I don't know. Relax. You'll get to see it all later on. So I'm proud to show people how good we got to that point and let them imagine. So what are they doing now? Jana Mendez retired from the CIA as chief of disguise after more than 25 years with the agency. When she left in 1993, the masks they were making could not be detected in a face-to-face -face conversation. These declassified photos show Mendez in disguise while meeting with President Bush in the early 90s. Although she was there to brief the president on the new CIA disguise program, nobody in the room knew she was wearing a mask until she removed it. Imagine the advances that have been made in the last 30 years. How creepy is that? By 1993, they had full face masks that you could not detect in a face-to-face -face conversation with somebody sitting three feet away from you. And they, like, did it. They, like, showed that they could do it. They went into the office of the president and had a 30-minute conversation for him before the woman pulled her mask off and revealed that she looked entirely different than it appeared before. That was 30 years ago. That was in 1993. And as, they, as she said in that clip, CIA's moved on since then. They don't even make these types of masks anymore. They must have something better. Now they're revealing what they have. Just goes to show you, these, you know, when people are claiming clones and... You know, all sorts of out, you know, outrageous, crazy things. That's not the real Joe Biden. They replaced Joe Biden. Not that far-fetched. Not as far-fetched as you might think. Actually imminently doable with the technology they had 30 years ago. So how easy do you think it'd be for them to pull something like that off now? Not so hard. Be right back. Why does the establishment spend so much time demonizing InfoWars, attacking myself and the crew and our other host? because they know we're pro-human. They know we're telling the truth. They know we've got their number. They know everything we do is about empowering humanity. And God gave us through Mother Nature incredible compounds that will supercharge our body's stamina, libido, energy, and immune systems. And we came out many years ago with Real Red Pill Plus that has all the documented compounds like preglinone and so much more to supercharge your body and to give your body the key elements and the key ingredients it needs to function at a proper level. This is the answer to the New World Order's tyranny. This is Real Red Pill Plus, sold out for two years, 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get the Red Pill Plus exclusively, InfoWarsStore.com. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities, they ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner 
for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, taking your calls now here on American Journal. So a lot of videos to go to. Maybe we'll go to some of these before we get to the phone calls. But the lines are now open, one 789 2539 one 2539 Let's go first to clip number six. Okay, all right. We're having a little bit of trouble with the uh, the call system, but we'll get to your calls momentarily. They are coming in. We just got to be able to screen them first. Let's go first to uh, clip number six here. Dr. J. Bhattacharya, I can never pronounce that name, but you know the guy, Bhattacharya. He went on with um, Fox News host yesterday to talk about the story that we covered yesterday, how California can now punish doctors for dissent after AB 2098 passed yesterday. Let's see what he had to say yesterday on Fox News. Now, the medical censorship police strikes again. Of course, this is happening where common sense goes to die. Of course, California, where new laws go into effect this week. Doctors who spread so-called medical misinformation will now be subject to various punishments. Now, the sanctions range from reprimands to suspensions to complete revocations of medical licenses. Joining me now is Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, professor of medicine at Stanford. Dr. B, who gets to determine what constitutes misinformation? What? In California now, essentially, if you go to the doctor, you have the CDC in the same room with you as your doctor. And the doctor has to decide whether they're going to serve the CDC or the patient. Uh, It's absolutely an incredible thing that has happened. Uh, Normally, you would want the doctor to serve the interests of the patient rather than just public health in general. And now, under law, under threat of losing their license, California doctors serve the CDC over the patients. Dr. Bhattacharya, isn't it curious that as new information is coming out about the efficacy of these boosters, antibody-dependent enhancement, uh, natural immunity, vitamin D3, zinc, all the other antivirals, the early interventions, now we're seeing the states say, whoa, 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 we can't talk anymore about this stuff. Isn't that curious? Well, I mean, the thing is, these issues are complicated. There's a lot of you know, differences of opinions about among experts on these issues. What this law does, this new law in California does, is essentially tells doctors, if you express your honest opinion, you're, you could lose your license. Um, that's the purpose of the law. It's to take qualified doctors out of that conversation so that there's an illusion of consensus on all of these complicated issues, when in fact what we really need is all minds at the table talking considering honestly saying what they actually think instead of this sort of suppression of, of opinion by, uh, by, by government edict. 
Well, one of the most courageous doctors in the United States who led, in part, the Great Barrington Declaration, everything that you've been through, and you still spoke out. Dr. Bhattacharya, we really appreciate you. Thank you. Bhattacharya. Bhattacharya. Uh, yeah, he, he really is a, a great spokesperson for just basic common sense, just basic reality, as you can see, laid out in front of you. But it's typical, isn't it? You know, the way he phrases it, I thought he put it really well, that you've got the CDC sitting there in the room with you. And the doctor has to make a decision whether he serves his patient or the CDC. And I was thinking about this. How is this going to be enforced exactly is the question, right? What you're going to have is all over California, doctors having to use like obtuse language to get across the idea. Like it's just forcing people into a state of self-policing because they don't know, I guess, if the patient that they see will then go and report them or if they're actually going to have like agents go in pretending to be patients and asking questions trying to elicit an, an answer from the doctor that's contrary to the CDC so they can then report that? Like, is it going to be patients that report this? Is the CDC going to actually be sitting in the room with you? Like, they're not actually sitting in there, right? They don't actually have little microphones in doctor's offices to surveil doctors and make sure they're saying the right things. So they're going to be re- relying on patient reporting. So patients are going to go to the doctor And then they're going to go home and look up the CDC, and if they realize that what the doctor told them is different than the CDC, they'll report their doctor. Like, is that what's happening? Are we going to we going to have just like you know people tattling on their fellow citizens to the medical authorities? I don't. I really don't understand the enforcement mechanism of this law. I guess the enforcement mechanism is the law itself. Now that it's out there, and doctors know that. You know, everything they've been through may be lost if they dare to question the CDC. They'll just police themselves. I have a family member going through medical school right now, and it's like it's one of the few professions still to this day that like has some sort of barrier to entry where like you really have to like sacrifice your life to become a doctor. You have to like for years in your prime of your life, your early 20s or mid 20s, you have to like dedicate all of your time, all of your money, all of your energy towards becoming a doctor. And when you do that, you become way less likely to do something that would risk losing everything that you worked for. So I guess they've just got doctors policing themselves at this point. But it's sort of typical, isn't it, because it's not just doctors where this is being brought about. A lot of people find themselves in the position now to either do what they're supposed to, do what they are morally morally obliged to do and what they find ethically good versus what they're being ordered to do from on high. And unfortunately, we have enough cowards in this country that they usually choose the latter of those two options. Pretty depressing. Let's go to uh, the phone calls now. Max in Kansas has called in about Damar Hamlin. Thanks for calling in. Max, what are your thoughts on this? Hey, good morning, Harrison. Uh, Before I jump in, I'd like to say it's my last call until... Again, I am once again enslaved by my master. They've caught me. Um, so I have to <laughs> no. go back tomorrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to talk about uh, DeMar Hamlin. And, you know, I, I, I've been hearing a lot of people, you know, on social media in person just like tearing down the idea that like maybe this was caused by the vaccine. And I don't, I don't think at all this is something unreasonable to ask 
of was he vaccinated, right? I mean, because again, I've seen harder hits um, and in the NFL because I, I watch football a lot, and you know, it didn't seem something like out of the ordinary. But again, I've heard the possibility that you know he, he got hit in the right spot um, and whatnot. But um, you know, I, I just think that it's a really important question because these are, I'm, <laughs> they're killing us. They're literally trying to kill us with this shot. You know, regardless of whether you're a man, you're a woman, you're a child, you're an NFL player, you're a construction worker, it doesn't matter. They're trying to kill everybody with this thing. They want to depopulate the planet. And I think that people should be getting angrier about this, if anything. You know, of course, thoughts and prayers. And, you know, I'm, I've been praying nonstop for him and his family and, and the bills and, and the fans and everything. But, I mean, they're liter- they are literally trying to kill us. And I think that we should just start getting angry. And if anything, seeing what's doing to other people should really bring something out of us. And, um, yeah. Well, and, of course, well, hold on, hold on, Max. Since it's, since it's your last call before <laughs> you're back on the plantation, we'll hold you over and let you have the final word on the other side. So don't go anywhere, Max. More of your phone calls on the other side. We have some updates to the DeMar Hamlin story. Uh, this substack by Toby Rogers really destroys the uh, – the current theory about, you know, the hit is the thing that did it to him. We'll, we'll get into that and let Max have the final word on the other side with more of your phone calls. Stay tuned. We hear it over and over again from everybody. Why doesn't somebody do something? Why doesn't somebody expose the new world order? Why doesn't somebody take action against the Great Reset and Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab? Well, guess what? We're doing it. This audience, that means you, the viewers, with our broadcast and our guest, are the number one enemy of the globalist. We've been the most effective at taking it to them. But ladies and gentlemen, if we don't have funds, we can't stay on air. And we have a shortfall the last six months of at least $200,000 a month. We are going into the hole. We'll not be able to stay on the air if you don't support. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get great products today. Sign up for AutoShip, an additional 10% off. But you can also just make straight donations right there at the big red banner at the top of InfoWarsStore.com or InfoWars.com. A $10, a $20, $100. You can do recurring donations. Cancel any time. Just please commit to keep us on the air. And I thank you for your past support. And I thank you for your future support. Now go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, folks. Max in Kansas on the line. Talking about Damar Hamlin. I love this uh, article from Toby Rogers on Substack. Puts it really well. The sub sub headline here is, Pfizer kills a black man on live TV and then tells us we're not supposed to talk about it. He says, we said it would happen, and it happened. A vaccinated NFL player's heart stopped during the first quarter of a Monday night football game. It's not complicated. If you repeatedly inject billions of people with a shot known to cause blood clots, you're going to see lots of heart attacks everywhere, at school, at the gym, during a live newscast, at the mall, on the highway, and during sporting events. Players, coaches, staffs, and fans will also have heart attacks in the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball in the coming years. The outcome of the NCAA baseball final last year was influenced by the fact that a star player from North Carolina, fully vaccinated of course, had to leave the game with myocarditis. But we're not allowed to talk about it, and so it keeps happening. Uh, in part two, he says, the movement blinks. Within minutes of the heart attack, Pharma used med Twitter to flood the zone with a lie that the heart attack was definitely the result of 
commotio tortis and cortis, uh, an extremely rare sports injury whereby a kid struck in the chest, usually by a baseball, will experience cardiac arrest. There are all sorts of reasons why this is false. Unlike baseball players, football players wear hard plastic chest protectors. The tackle was not unusual, and if anything, Hamlin shifted his body to the side in a way that deflected the collision. And commotio cortis usually only happens in kids under 15 years old. By the time one is in is an adult, the body is more developed to protect the heart from such a blow. But that did not stop every vaccine injury denialist on Twitter from shouting from the rooftops that the tackle and not the deadly vaccine was the culprit. So, I mean, that's just, I, you know, that really lays it out pretty well, sort of, you know, exposes what a ridiculous claim the uh, just unadulterated heart attack theory was. And, of course, the idea that that's somehow disrespectful to DeMar Hamlin is absolutely absurd. Like, it's disrespectful to investigate the murder. You know, the victim wouldn't want you to figure out what happened to them. No, of course you want to figure out what happened to them because you want to prevent it from happening to other people in the future. That much is obvious. And whether the question about whether or not he's vaccinated, well, there's a 94% chance that he is, so – you know, place your bets now. But Max, you know, you were talking about this. I think that that puts it pretty well, pretty ridiculous to claim that this was caused by, I don't even know how to pronounce this, commotio cordis, the idea of getting hit in the chest and your heart stopping. But it becomes more likely when you weaken the heart through the vaccine. Uh, but I wanted to give you the, the final word because I know this is your, your last call in a while, Max. So uh, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're 100% right. And, you know, especially the thing that you were just kind of talking about, people's reaction to it, is that everybody, and you, you'll notice this with, you know, a multitude of different events where people just get so caught up, get so caught up, like, in their emotions and in, in the moment that they don't really think about, well, why did this happen? Or, like, they don't, they don't want to really get to the bottom of it. And anytime someone, like, maybe brings a possible answer to the table, they just disregard it. They don't want to hear about it. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. same thing with 9-11. Right. Same thing with 9-11. People just don't want to hear it. And, that's, you know, that's why right. you're greeted with much hostility when you want when you talk to people about it, um, because they literally have a defense mechanism in mind that when if they hear something that the media says you can't talk about, then they just have it in place for, oh, OK, I can't I don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk about it. Um, but, and, you so know, true. you yeah. said something on your show yesterday talked about you do not have to take the shot. Right. It can be hard if you don't. But nobody it has a gun to your head and is telling you to take it. Stand against social pressure in the mob that is our society because, you know, are we really going to listen to the mob that just, you know, our, mo- our mobs in societies don't dictate right and wrong what you should and shouldn't do, right? right? I mean, the mob of people killed Socrates. The mob of people chose Barabbas over Jesus Christ, you know? Um, it doesn't <laughs> – just because what everybody says may be right doesn't mean they are right. I didn't take the shot. I'm doing just fine. I will never take the shot. I haven't got my flu shot. I don't take any of these shots, and I'm doing just fine. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I play sports. I work out every single day. I'm going to go do that in about 30 minutes. Um, but, you know, I just think that it's, it's, you know, it's, you can say no to it. You absolutely can say no. But um, that was about it, Harrison. Thank, thank you so much for taking my call, man. Um, and I, I love InfoWars. I've been praying for you guys, the crew, every day. Um, never give in or, or give up. And I, I love God. I love you guys. And uh, I want to leave everyone with the verse. Matthew twenty four thirteen, the one who stands firm until the end will be saved. So 
I love you guys very much, and I hope you have a wonderful 2023. Amen. Thank you so much, Max. We will uh, we'll miss you, but stay strong. You're uh, you're almost at at the end there, as I understand it, of of the high school. Uh, prison <laughs> prison uh, uh, sentence that uh, every child is subjected to in this country. So thank you so much for the call. Back to work, slave. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, my master's calling me. Oh, the master's there. Sorry. I hear the dogs barking as they're chasing you down. Uh, thanks so much for the call, Max. Brilliant stuff. We got a lot of good calls I want to get to uh, now. A-, a lot of people who have topics I'm very interested in hearing. I, I want to hear from uh, let's go to Seen Other Worlds in Springfield, Missouri, because you want to talk about that AI evolution video that we just played. Uh, again, folks, where else are you going to get like uh, politics and talking about the World Economic Forum? And also, by the way, let's watch the AI uh, try to design our future non-existence. It's like the, the, this is what Infowars is all about. I just I just appreciate that I can you know play videos like that and not. Um, and not have to worry about you know alienating our our audience because they get how it all how all of this is really the same topic that we're discussing. So let's go to Seen Other Worlds Online Six, Springfield, Missouri. Thanks so much for calling in. You are on the air. Hey Harrison, how's it going today? Good, thank you. <clears throat> You're uh, so a couple of years ago. I'm in my mid 30s, but in my late 20s, I was experimenting with you know consciousness and all that stuff, and I was able to. Um, for lack of a better term, smoke some DMT. <laughs> and a lot of people okay. <laughs> a lot of people have similar experiences, but the way that that AI I saw it a couple months ago and it stunned me. I sent it to my buddies who I did DMT with. We've we've all done it, to be honest, dozens of times. And the way that the human morphs into the cyborg, it morphs into the alien that just melts away into the mainframe. Mm. I've experienced that, I mean, dozens of times. It's freaky. I can't even believe whenever I saw that video that went viral, I think on Twitter two, three months ago, I was like, oh my God, that is exactly what not only I saw, but what I felt and what I experienced. And my name, I've seen other worlds after a particular quote unquote trip where I was pulled through a portal out of my body into the ceiling and shown not just different planets. I was like on a spaceship with these, these aliens, um, essentially. And this, whenever you do this, and I'm not even encouraging this, you know, there's, there's positives and negatives to psychedelics, and you got to be careful and all that stuff. Very careful. Um, I learned a lot, but it, it's a double-edged sword. Um, they, in this spaceship, they showed me entire other universes where not even one single... Um, not even one single attribute or aspect of one universe was, you know, crossed over to another universe. And the last one that I saw, I was in basically like a computer chip. I was like an electron or a, or a photon being melted into, as you said, the mainframe. And it was, it was stunning. I was like, man, did anybody else experience this? And, my other friends who also did it with me could not believe that AI video. It was so surreal. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what that means, but it was just one of the most interesting things I've ever come across whenever I saw that go viral on Twitter and then 
you had it today, and I just figured I had to call in and, and give that experience. It no, was that, that's, that's, pretty incredible. And whenever you do something like that, yeah. it feels more real than real life. It's, right. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, yeah, the, the human brain is a really you know, powerful machine, and it, you know, it has certain portions of it that can only be accessed through these um, certain chemicals. No, that's fascinating, because I, I didn't know that. I've never done DMT, so I, I wouldn't have had that experience and yet it still makes perfect sense to me, right? I still get exactly what you're saying and understand, you know, what that must have been like. Thank you for that call. Horrifying stuff. Really a lot of bizarre implications there. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. InfoWars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that InfoWars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally, nonviolently, politically, punching the new world order in the nose, punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the new world order. We're going over the top. But right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. Donate now. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Join us as we venture into the final frontier, the human mind. Welcome back, folks, American Journal. We'll go out to your phone calls in a second. We just had a phone call from an experienced DMT user that was really expressing astonishment in how accurately that. Uh, AI video portrayed what they had seen in their psychedelic fever dream DMT trip which just made me think about this story it's from about a week ago I've wanted to cover it ever since it came out it has to be one of the most hilarious articles I've ever read I gotta share it with you every part of it is just it's beautiful It's, it's great Love it. Okay, it's from it's from a website called Afru, A F R U. Psychedelic privilege. Are DMT entities racist? Let's find out, shall we? DMT users often come across strange beings called machine elves, dispensing advice and adventure. They were thought to be benevolent. 
but we can no longer ignore the black DMT experience. We can't ignore it anymore. I don't know. I'm going to keep ignoring it, but let's see what they have to say. Safe and recreational drugs is one of the many important cultural contributions of folks of color had made in the 20th century. <laughs> I mean, just off the, off the jump, what type of sentence is that? You know, what, what are some contributions of black people, people of color, to civilization in the 20th century? Uh, well, doing drugs. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's the crack epidemic. <laughs> sure. All right. That's a contribution you've made. <laughs> okay. All right. It's just, you know, okay. Crack's Fuck. not psychedelics, though. I didn't say crack, uh, psychedelics. It says uh, safe and recreational drugs is one of the many important cultural contributions that folks of color have made in the 20th century. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what would we have done without you? Whether it's responsible Hennessy drinking <laughs> or the cornucopia of culture that is cannabis. We invented it long before white folks prostituted it to consumerism. You you were consuming the drugs, were you not? Okay, all right. It's fine. It's Again, we're two sentences in. We'll we'll try to get through this article, but it is hilarious, trust me. Uh, But there's one drug that's unquestionably and uniquely shrouded in whiteness. A white drug, if you will. We're not talking about cocaine. It's DMT. DMT, the the whitest drug there is, I guess, because it requires science to synthesize. I don't understand. I think most drugs are pretty white, if you ask me. LSD was invented by a white guy. DMT invented by a white guy. I don't know. I mean, this is just me. I don't want to. I don't want to rob people of color of their very valuable cultural contributions here. Just, how demoralized do you have to be? Well, at least we invented drugs. It's like, no, no, okay. Okay, I don't know. I think there's a lot of other stuff you could point to, but no, let's focus on the drugs. Everywhere you look, you can find the whitest sishet men singing the praises of DMT or related psychedelics from Joe Rogan to Post Malone. Ah, yes, Post Malone. Uh, uh, a standard bearer of the white race. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't think you can find somebody less in line with what you would typically call whiteness than Post Malone, but moving on. Uh, as in, in case you expected it from all the white men being involved, the truth is that there are unsurprisingly hidden layers of racism there. There's racism in smoking DMT, apparently. You see, DMT may be shrouded in whiteness nowadays. Nowadays. Synthesized by a German-Canadian man. So I think it's always been white, but that's okay. But like everything else that you think is white, the drug actually has Latinx origins. That's right. Just like everything that you think is white, it was actually the Latinxes all along. Yes, clearly jealousy of their lacking cultural contributions in the sphere of recreational drugs, white folks decided to just outright culturally appropriate one. Uh, Again, uh, Richard Manx was the uh, synthesizer of DMT. He's a, he's a white man. There's a picture of him. Just about as white as you can possibly get. Graduate student in Manchester. But that's fine. No, it's okay. No, no. He stole it from the Latinxes. 
there's some hardworking Mexican man behind him uh, that he's stealing all of the work from. I'm sure of it. Again, it's just this whole thing is is ridiculous, but also this is what um, people are actually getting paid to write these days, so let's pay attention to it. Yes, the uh, the people that synthesized LSD and – anyway, anyway, uh, if you remove – Sishet Whiteman from the equation, you'll find that DMT actually has a history much richer and more diverse than a hard tack cracker. They're, just, they're so insulting. It's so insulting. It would, it would hurt if I wasn't a proud white man who your sly little uh, you know, insults have no effect against. My armor of whiteness is impenetrable, thank God. Hard tack cracker. You know what hardtack is? Hardtack is the food that uh, British sailors used when they were conquering the world, when they were sailing ships around the world, finding new lands and conquering strange peoples. They ate hardtack, proud to be compared to hardtack. That kept the the British Empire afloat. To understand the Latinx history of DMT, you first need to understand ayahuasca. To put it short and sweet, ayahuasca, blah, blah, blah. Let's get to the funny part. Um... Testimonies about DMT entities from people of color. We'll explain the, the point of this in, in a second. It's not just laughing at uh, racist, drugged-out morons that we're doing here. There's a point to it all. One common phenomenon across DMT experiences or trips is coming across DMT entities called machine elves. They're walking, talking creatures that one encounters when taking DMT. The term machine elf was uh, coined by ethnobotanist Terence McKenna probably a white person, for the entities he encountered in DMT hyperspace, also using terms like fractal elves, self-transforming machine elves. McKenna first encountered the machine elves after smoking DMT in Berkeley in 1965. Sometimes the creatures are friendly and reveal deeper truths about the universe. They might even take your hand and bring you on a journey. But unfortunately, that's not the experience many black folks have reported. Black folks can't even escape the scourge of systemic racism in the DMT realm. (laughs) interdimensional racism folks they can't get away from it even in a in a psychedelic fever dream the persistent whiteness of the world they live is creeping into their minds so bizarre one person reported that their first trip was good but their second trip took a turn for the worse quote this time instead of the sacred i was greeted with the profane and i saw cartoons of racist caricatures mocking me they were malevolent and i felt like i could die they reported as much as the first trip was welcoming and accepted accepting the second trip was pushing me away and i felt a song a song a strong sense of no we got a bad batch that's what that means my friend said that the elves were making a machine and they turned around and saw him and they said hey the n-word is back (laughs) another person reported oh no oh no Uh, the most chilling experience reported so far invokes the powerful imagery of the slain emmett till yeah folks apparently and isn't this bizarre the machine elves in the interdimensional dmt realm also have the same racist hookups as the racist uh, race grifters here in america in the 21st century what are the odds what are the odds that the thing that black activists are obsessed with and constantly talking about are also the thing that the racist machine elves bring up what are the odds 
Uh, 100%, because it's your own subconscious that's being revealed here. You get that, right? You get that the machine elves are a construct of your own mind that you are creating, and this isn't revealing that the the racist the, – the elves in the interdimensional fog are somehow racist. It reveals that you have a deep-seated insecurity about your own race that comes to the fore when the, the veil of consciousness is brought down. This is your problem. This is a consequence of your endless obsession with racism in this country. This is a consequence of your inability to move past it, move on, and to find something to be proud of in your own race, to, but to constantly be hung up on the the – but trauma per- perpetrated to people several generations removed from you. You understand this is a consequence of your mindset, not the world around you, right? Do you get that? Are you understanding it? Take some more DMT. You might realize it eventually. They started chanting Emmett Till. They surrounded him, and they all started chanting Emmett Till. The trip report began. He says, I later learned that Emmett Till. So he's claiming that he'd never heard of Emmett Till until these elves told him about Emmett Till. Does anybody believe that for a single second? No, no. You people are obsessed with race. You people are obsessed with the likes of of Emmett Till. So you people bring that with you into your trip, and it's torturing you from the inside. It's time to let it go. That should be the lesson. It's time to move on. It's time to enjoy your psychedelic trip without the racist connotations. Look, it's not hype when you've delivered. And InfoWars has been the tip of spear against tyranny. And when it comes to the products we sell to fund our operation... They're just like our news and information. They are powerful and they change the world. The Real Red Pill Plus is one of our top sellers, but for over two years, it's been sold out because of supply chain breakdowns. It's finally back in stock for 50% off at InfoWarsTore.com. Now, in the limited time we have, I can't get into all the ingredients that are in it, but this sucker is amazing. Look for yourself at how loaded each bottle is, ladies and gentlemen. Every one of these will supercharge your day and everything you do. Just look into the preglinone that we've got that's in this product. Get your Real Red Pill Plus, a proprietary product nobody else has, exclusively back in stock for 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This is as close as the Matrix Red Pill as you're going to get. Red Pill Plus, 50% off, InfoWarsStore.com.